0: This episode of the Stickers and Scuffs podcast featuring special guest Amanda Balson is presented by our friends at JRS Auctions. Head to their Facebook and Instagram pages and preview all the great items up for bid in their next sale starting tomorrow. That's right, Thursday, November 23rd at 7 a.m. and the sale closes on Sunday the 26th at 1 p.m. And also see how you could even win a $500 gift card towards this sale.
1: There really is something for everyone at a JRS Auctions sale. From snow removal, farm and heavy equipment, to RVs, motorcycles, classic Corvettes, and muscle cars. Yeah! Restored and modded pickup trucks. Yeah! And even daily drivers. Oh, and not to mention the amazing lineup of garage and fan cave decor they have. Vintage gas pumps, signs, musical instruments. I mean, wow, there really is something for everyone.
0: But friends, we want to tell you about the featured item of this upcoming sale, a 1970 Ford Mustang owned by Three Days Grace drummer Neil Sanderson. This beautiful automotive specimen features 351 cubic inches of Ford V8 excellence, a four-speed manual transmission, and is wrapped in a black and beautiful fastback sport roof body. The winning bidder not only gets these signature and iconic Ford Mustang body side and head-on profiles and that legendary drivetrain, but a matching black Kramer electric guitar signed by all four members of the band. If that's still not enough, the winning bidder will also be supporting a great cause. As a portion of the proceeds from this car will go to Team 55 Suicide Awareness, a charity that's close to Neil's heart based in his hometown of Peterborough, Ontario.
1: To register, go to www.jrsauctions.com. And remember, check out the JRS Auctions social media to enter for a chance to win a $500 gift card towards the upcoming sale. Again, start your bidding bright and early yes tomorrow thursday november 23rd at 7 a.m and the sale will wrap up at 1 p.m 1 p.m on sunday november 26th we want to thank joel robichaud and Jerris auctions for their continued support hi this is mario andretti and you're tuning to cam graden and the team as stickers and scuffs podcast they're true canadian racing fans <music> welcome back to the stickers and scuffs podcast cam k great and bun back with you and jrs auctions presents uh only the specialist of guests so we Mm -hmm. definitely are excited to welcome back one of our longtime friends amanda balson of the hot rods out at sunset of the hot rods formerly in oscar basically of oss uh, of racing and all sorts of places (laughs) all sorts of places amanda how have you been
2: i have been pretty great actually um still still riding the high of a great season um you know i know we didn't win the championship but um after the few years we had with the hot rod having this year and and getting that win and, and running up front every week and having a ton of fun and um you know for the most part keeping the car in one piece um yeah just uh Everything's been been really, really great. And, and, you know, we've already, uh, you know, plans for 2024 well underway. Um, the, the chassis actually is pretty much untouched. It's, it's perfect. It was ready for Peterborough. And unfortunately I I couldn't make the final race of the year just because of work. We can only do what we can do. Right. But, uh, yeah, the car is down at GTA shop right now. It's getting a new body put on it. And, uh, yeah, just, uh, just, just everything's going really, really well
0: (laughs) and that's kind of, you
1: touch, sorry. We're, we're just so excited to talk. So clearly uh <laughs> yeah. we're, we're both excited about this. So, uh, Amanda, but just to, to go back, you made a change last year. You went from a touring division to a home track division. Mm-hmm. It seems to have worked out for you. You got to work, obviously ra- w- racing week in and week out at, at sunset speedway. So that was a thrill for us. And you were able to get back to victory lane. Um, how was that feeling to finally get back there? It seems like it's been a while. Um, you know, you had a couple heat wins, but a feature when it had been a while. So how was that feeling?
2: Yeah, that was uh, a great feeling because that was my first hot rod win. I mean, we come so close so many times and it, it was hard to wrap my head around even the few times in the other car that we'd finished so well, like a few second place or third or a you know, handful of top fives and just... Comparing that car to the car that I drive now, I don't, I don't even know how we even managed to make that happen, but, uh, um, yeah, no returning to sunset was definitely, um, you know, definitely fun for me. Like I hadn't run full time there since 2004. Um, that was the, it was the track where I, where I started, where I started watching my dad when I was um, a young girl and, um, you know, where I started in, in 98 and, um, yeah, it was, it was a great feeling. Um, sunset the schedule worked out for me um the rules i I really like what they were going to do with the rules the promotional team at sunset really stepped up their game this year um the crowds were fantastic um the whole vibe of sunset this year really really impressed me um yeah like and it, it definitely contributed to the amount of fun that i had there because um Even though the start of the year was like a little bit rough, it was a little bit rocky there. I was having mixed feelings about making the choice to go back there. But, um, you know, like I pushed through. I'm not a quitter, never have been. And, uh, you know, we pushed through a little bit of adversity there at the start of the year. And, um, yeah, you know, like found Victory Lane and that was it was just such a relief it, it means not not like i haven't been to victory lane many many times but um to do it in the hot rod to do it at sunset in front of that massive crowd and it was the first responders crowd which is really cool uh yeah just great feeling great feeling you sometimes
0: kind of have to i guess maybe for lack of a better term win some to lose some but like 2022 was a pretty tough year there is a lot to um metal and 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 hurt feelings with uh, lots of different racers but it might make you appreciate the better times and also for the mindset of not all wins mean crossing the finish line first place you kind of have those goals where you see gains in things and you take that away as opposed to it doesn't necessarily mean that there was a great finish or like, like I say, a win or even an upfront finish, but when you have those bad days, you take the good out of it. And that kind of helps your mindset and also help your overall performance down the road.
2: Yeah, absolutely. There's no question about that. I mean, a a question that um, I get asked a lot is, you know, um, what was your best win, your most memorable win? And, you know, well, every win is memorable you know, every time you cross the finish line first, that's, that's just a huge accomplishment for any racer. I mean, anyone that's won a feature will tell you that, Oh my goodness, there's no greater feeling than rolling out a four and seeing that flag and there's no one else in front of you. Um, it's fabulous. It makes you, it's all the feels it's, it's wonderful. Um, (laughs) but for me, you know, like some of the best times or the best races I've had, um, are like top fives in really stacked late model fields, when I didn't have a car that had any business being in the top five. Those were some of the most um, biggest accomplishments, some of the moments that uh, myself and my team were so proud of what we did with what we had. Um, I mean, I've been really fortunate to have, at least in each class that I've ever run in, I've had at least one season where I've had a car that was on the cutting edge, like to the rules, like best car. And when I had those years, I had lots of success, lots of checker flags. So when you go, you know, to some of those big races, the classic and, and things like that, and you have those good, good runs with those deep fields and equipment that is, you know, not, not as good as you know, is not as good as what you're racing. You know, it's not always the fans don't always know that the people watching don't always know that generally the people you're racing with usually know that everybody, knows,
0: <laughs> yeah. that.
2: but sometimes the fans don't, don't see that. And, um, Sometimes those fourth, second to fourth or fifth, even sixth place finishes are are just as big as a win as crossing that line. Sometimes when you know when you're back at the shop and you're and you're talking about it, right? So, yeah.
1: I think one of the highlights for me was obviously we finally got to meet um, this past year, which is hilarious um, <laughs> that it took that long. But I will say that one of the things that we as race fans before we started this podcast i think Graydon and i both kind of we were really ignorant to weekly racing really just didn't think much about it um ignorant to the fact that we were you know nascar that's the that's the stuff that you want to watch that's the stuff that you want to (laughs) follow that
2: happens
1: (laughs) it does i will credit sunset speedway for the stuff that they showed us this year, specifically myself, because I was there more often, but for Graydon, Sobble Speedway, Full Throttle, Delaware. Grassroots racing is some of the best racing I have ever seen. And they put we put NASCAR on this pedestal, F1 IndyCar, but there was a battle between you and Tyler Hahn. Mm-hmm. Where you race, I want to say, it was like the entirety of the feature Side by side, switching back and forth on lanes, no contact. And that type of racing is not what we see on television. They don't show us that. They show us big wrecks and fighting and all that stuff. So we've realized the appreciation and love for grassroots racing. What is it that you as a competitor want to say to people that maybe haven't looked at it? because it isn't the big shiny special thing that these major series um, promote themselves to be
2: um you know I would honestly say like you know not not no offense to, to NASCAR USA or, or NASCAR Canada or anything um nothing's more exciting than Saturday night racing under the lights I mean <laughs> I, I I've been to racing, from everywhere from here, right down to Florida and from California over to New Hampshire. I've been a race fan for a really long time. I've raced a lot of places. I've I've spectated at a a lot of tracks and a lot of all over North America. And, um, you know, like the kind of racing that we do, like APC late model racing, that is, that's, that's supreme, that's supreme racing. That's, that's the best racing in the province right now. Like, hands down, the best race
0: those series got there by these series first. I mean, it all had to start from somewhere and be Mm -hmm. propagated into the big show, but it's these, you can't forget about the weekly racing and the Saturday night racing at the, at the local short tracks, because one that's fun for the whole family at a very cost effective rate. And that's Mm -hmm. something that I feel like in Ontario uh, is being worked on and they're doing a great job in giving as much of the fan experience is possible every week in a in an already shortened uh season compared to a lot of their US counterparts further south. But mm-hmm. it's it's a super fun thing to see and have these support or like the support of fans and you build these legions of fans that are out there supporting you week to week, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I, I, I would also say to you know, like to fans in Ontario, like you do need to come out and I mean When you say the word grassroots, I mean, we have to kind of use that a little bit loosely. Like, I mean, grassroots, some of those APC teams have $200,000 budgets. That's Mm -hmm. not exactly backyardigans. You know what I mean? (laughs) Um, You know, and then. No, exactly. um, And then also, you know, when we think of NASCAR Pinties, that we also have to realize that that is not um, a series that is very accessible to like hardly any. Mm-hmm. um you need i don't even know what you need to run there not i i i i I'm I'm don't not even sure that I would want to guess but I would say that unless you have at least 200,000 you're probably not going anywhere in anything um not for a whole year and it's I'm probably late on that but I I really I don't know anymore um but that that's that's not that's not an accessible thing for mm-hmm. majority of people and hey APC racing is not accessible to a majority of people. It's certainly not accessible to me. Mm-hmm. It, it, it it isn't. I don't have um, I I don't have that that budget. I know we just bought a pro late, but we'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I personally, for for what I want to spend on racing or, and what I can garner in sponsorship and and throw all that together, what my budget is, um, I I don't have the budget to do that type of racing. So um, I think it's important for the fans to understand that, that like, you know, the best drivers aren't all at the highest levels. Like yes. they are all strewn about all through, um, like there are some people that race bone stocks even, that, you know, like I they're not going very fast, they're doing what they're doing, but it's the way they drive and the decision-making that makes it an excellent race car driver, you, you know, just because you're not in a pro late or you're not, you know, in NASCAR pinties, it, that doesn't mean that you can't wheel the car, you know? And I think, I think that's probably the most important thing to the fans. Like you can watch guys that can really, really put on a show for you and, and they're in
1: $2,500 cars. It's fantastic. That's, and that's what we've found. I mean, we, we kind of, again, it's that ignorant side of being a fan where you're just like, well, this, I only, I only like this. Well, no, try it because
0: race fans are loyal to a fault. Sometimes loyal to a fault,
1: (laughs) and uh, we. But same thing. Like we are only like NASCAR panties, only NASCAR Xfinity, NASCAR trucks. But then you go and you see the mini stocks. I fell in love with the mini stock division at Sunset Speedway. Just Mm -hmm. balls to the wall, three wide lap traffic in and out. Doug Butler, Ty C Boyer, men, women, all just week it's to crazy. week and it's but it's fun and that's yeah. what i think i missed the most is that i was watching the cup series and i'm not having fun because it's not fun to watch but as soon as we go to the, that track i mean when we talking with Graydon about it we we're giddy we're little kids going to the yeah. race track again because it's new it's exciting it's like seeing the hot rods go out there Anytime I get to see what whatever amazing project Nick Clark has come up with, whatever (laughs) new and exciting car is out there, it is exciting. It's fun. And then Graydon gets to experience it at other tracks. He gets to be behind the wheel and see. So now all of a sudden, we're getting a whole different side to it. We're seeing what's worth um, investing some time in. And, And obviously, you've seen... You've, we've mentioned that like you've been involved in motorsports for quite a while. So where is, how is the health right now? And I, I ask this question a lot to people because the reality is the costs are ridiculous everywhere. Mm-hmm. However, the fact that we were able to get 20 odd mini stocks every week at Sunset was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. But that's not what it's like everywhere. So in your mind... Where are we at with the health of the sport?
2: I mean, the health of our sport, is has always directly related to the economy
1: mm-hmm. and
2: how much extra money people have to spend, because that's what racing is. It's how much extra money do you have to spend? And, mm-hmm. it, and you need a lot of it. So, I mean, anybody, something else, a lot of people don't realize that even if you're bringing a bone stock to the track, you're rich, you're rich. It, because that means that you have a roof over your head, clothes on your back, food on your table, your family's looked after, and you have extra money to put gas in a truck, load up a race car on a trailer, go to the track, pay for your family to get in, put gas in the car, and go racing for basically nothing. <laughs> it costs you. So <laughs> yeah. even if you're if you're going there and you're strapping on a helmet and you own a race car, like you're rich. Um, now, I think the health of the bone stocks and the mini stocks is, is good because... It, because it's cheaper racing. Mm-hmm. I think there might be a few surprises with with even like APC late model next year. I, I'm not you know, you, you hear things, it's silly season, yep. you hear all sorts yep. of rumors and such and I can't confirm or, or deny really anything, but I think um I think there'll be a, a few teams that will that will shy away from from that series just because because of the cost of it. Mm-hmm. I mean we all know what's required to run up front in that series um and the days of uh the independent guy doing their own setups and building their own stuff it's um you know those guys are are not finishing in the top five anymore um you know ask dale shot yeah and dale Shaw is probably i would say like him and 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 sean chennerworth are probably like the two top independent independents you know what i mean yep um you know any any and even you know like dale will tell you that that apc racing is just out of reach it's just it's it's yeah. unaffordable. you know um even though you know he i'm sure it's it's too bad that no one would pay for him to do it because he's so good <laughs> <You> <laughs> You, you know, like they all show up to sunset and he, and you know, he's, he's up front and his stuff. So it's, it's really cool to see that. It, I was actually pretty proud of, uh, I wasn't at that race, but I did see the, the, the video of it or whatever. And I was pretty proud of, uh, of Dale for that because, because they're it's an independent team, you know, and that's, yeah. that's a huge accomplishment.
1: Well, and they did, and they did first and, uh, did they, did they did first in the the Hanley and, yes. um, I believe Sam was third in that race too. If I'm not right.
2: Yes. Yes. They
1: did a first and a third and, uh, you had a APC guy and Danny Benedict smushed in between them. Yeah. Like that in itself.
2: And, you know, and you know where that, that, where that program originates from. So, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's the kind of thing that I'm saying. Like that's, yeah. With the exception of maybe the Shaw program and but even, I mean, talk to Sean Jennerworth, like he'll, he'll tell you the same thing. Like it's when he's finishing 12th or something, that's, that's like a win because yeah. that's him doing it. They're, they're doing their own stuff. Right. So,
1: yeah, it is, it is remarkable how quickly things can change.
2: Yeah. Because and I mean, the, health, the health of the hot rods are, I mean, it's so good right now, but what the scary part is, is that it, it's like everything repeats itself. Right. Yeah. the hot rods are the new limited late models we're only like three years from absolutely obliterating everything to do with limited late model racing in this province when in 2005 i don't i don't know if, if you guys remember back then lucas oil wws series 2005 there was something like 60 limited late models across this province and then you know it got destroyed by by built motors and tire rules and now the hot rods, you know, there I don't know. There's probably, i probably maybe say 40. Is there 40 across the province? Yeah. Uh, you know, we don't all show up at any one time, but I know at the Classic, I think there was almost 30 last mm-hmm. year or whatever. So let's say there's 40. Um, but, like, we're going to kill it if we don't catch under control. Motor's yeah. under control, tire's under control. If they don't get those things under control, we're just doing what we... Like what racing always does is like punches yourself in the face. (laughs) I mean, I've I've been around so long. Like uh, you know, like I've seen all the different super late models and how you know they started. You know, there was one class, and then there was two, and then there was one, and uh, the All Star Series is now yeah, that's another one. That's the APC Series, and what what happened there, and everything just repeats itself, and uh, I just. This hot rod thing, man, it's cool. It's affordable. Um, Sunset's doing it the right way. Um, other than this, this, this built motor thing, which I hate because I, I because crates are just they're cheaper. I no one,
1: yeah,
2: no one can convince me. I've ram built motors for many years, so no one's going to convince me that that a crate program is not not the way to go for for everyone because because it is. <laughs> and the sooner that we do that. <laughs> Um, it might protect the health of racing over the next five or six years because I mean I don't know what's going to happen with our economy like a, you know like mm. we're one or two years from I think the the news is saying one or two years from like 90 billion dollars in mortgages being renewed at a rate that's twice what you have right now so yeah you know, things like that will hurt everyone from drivers to fans right so I think we have that's to. Right. Have- be cognizant of things like that and we have to um you know do what sunset's doing find creative ways tire rules things to put money back in the racer's pockets um so that you can afford to come the next week
1: and let's plan ahead let's not wait until it's too late let's not kill yeah we've we've
2: already watched we've seen it we've yeah we've seen it we saw it with all star we saw limited late model racing is the most that's the most current thing that has was just absolutely yeah. bludgeoned to death. Um, You know, we got away from it a few years ago because you could just see what was happening. The rule yeah. changes to this, and I mean, I mean, racers do it to themselves too. Like racers always want more, 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 and then gets to the point where you just you blow your brains out, and then cars <laughs> <start> yeah. really <laughs> affordable, right? Now all of a yeah. sudden, cars that were fifteen thousand dollars fast forward five years and now they're 60. like what
1: yes mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. and that's that, crazy we're, we're hearing this uh, the super stock program is I guess the latest one that's been you know thought of as that is super stocks for now everybody was it was affordable and now they're pricing out they're and, yeah yeah and it's it's it, this is the danger yeah this is this is the biggest danger you're not getting the partnerships and that's the thing I think partnership involvement went down costs went up. Well, you kind of need the partnerships to help alleviate that. And that's just not where it is right now. And and that's everywhere. Um, if you're looking at Kyle Busch, can't get a primary partner for 36 races. They got to split them up. They got to yeah. split them up, right? Split them up. Yeah. And that's that's the approach that it has to be taken. If you can't get one race partnership, then get two. Split it yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's not something, it's more work, but guess what? You're going to have to put it in if you want it to last.
2: Yeah. And I mean, sometimes you can even attract, um, you know, you can even attract partners, um, like where, you know, you're filling the car full of stuff because you yeah. don't want to scare people away by saying, Oh, I need this amount of money, this amount of money. And then you get multiple different people paying just a little bit. And then everyone's yeah. kind of involved at, at, you know, a reasonable level and, and, and you know, keeps everyone going, keeps everyone having a good time. I mean, racing, like you just have to look at the economy outside of racing to understand what's happening inside of racing. The middle class, middle class, super stocks, limited late models, they're disappearing. We have people that can afford bone stocks and mini stocks, which is what in in our economy in the world is like the lower class, Mm -hmm. you know, like it's (laughs) lower class. And then Mm -hmm. you have super late models, APC racing, which is essentially... The 1%, the rich, the people that yeah. can afford $400,000 budgets. The middle class is shrinking, shrinking, shrinking. These are the classes that are hurting. And well, actually, <laughs> well, what remains to be seen with APC, if if they have 25 to 30 car fields next year, I, I'm, I'm not so sure that they will, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's something that, that I've, I've definitely heard as well. And it's, it's, I think we relate to the boat in terms of promoting people where we've stopped, think there was some people at, at the time that did great jobs promoting but people were late to social media people were late to um promoting the reason that you got to be out there you've got to do it for your partners you got to give them some value and and like you said taking a little bit instead of i need this much i mean you take what you can get because in this day and age if you can get anything that's a celebration yeah. that's a miracle I know,
2: there's so many people out there that that don't get anything there. Then they're racing 100% on their own dime. And that's, you know, like I, I had to do that at one point too. And, and that's hard, really hard. But, um, you know, what, what sucks too is that I started racing when I was 18. And then I bought my first car when I was 19. And I had like an $8 an hour job back then. I was in school and I manage to afford to race. yeah um i mean I, obviously i lived at home with my mom and you know i don't come from a lot of family money or anything like that but my mom would always have a little bit to help out or or you know whatever else um but i don't see and that was thunder car. i started in thunder car. Yep, and i right. bought a championship car i bought frank mm-hmm. davies championship car for my first yeah. year so what sucks is that when i look at young people now I don't think you can do that because no. if you're 19 years old, even if you're living at home and you want to go buy one of these top running super stocks, it, like if you're just a regular person like myself or like, yeah. like 90% of us that love racing, yeah, do um, yeah, you have a spare 50 grand kicking around just for the car and then the truck, mm-hmm. the trailer, the, and, and then the $15,000 budget for the tires and the fuel and the, everything else, it, that's not, not that's doable. Not, it's just not the way it should it should be. It's it's not the way it should be. Tires no. being twelve hundred dollars it's just it's not the way it should be. There's got to be there's got to be there's got to
1: be a better way. <laughs> exactly. I'm waiting
2: for this Cobra tires. I keep following along yes. with yes. what these guys are doing, and if they ever come out with a.
1: A tire big oh, enough for us to we, use. I keep we'll seeing. We'll be checking Grand Bend because they're going to be racing Grand Bend. So
2: yeah, uh, in the legend cars, right? I saw the uh,
1: test
2: with the I think they in did the a, legend cars.
1: I think they also did. They were going to do a test with the late model tire as well. So that yeah, was, but
2: I think it's a really small tire. Yeah, and it's
1: exactly. Yeah,
2: like so, it's not going to fly for even like a like it won't fly for a hot rod or anything. So, it's pretty, no, 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 yeah
1: but it's a start and I think that's what we need you need to go and find new places you need to find alternatives that's the reality yes. I mean um, to get these partnerships you've got to be able to get people that'll be able to do something for you right and and I mean we we could talk forever about the stuff that um, you know we'd like to to see but I want to just throw out something that, I was so excited that you got to do this past year and I wasn't even able to be there because I was ill, but you got to be back in the OSS at Peterborough Speedway, something I'd been pushing for forever. And you got out there, finished sixth and technically you helped Corey McAllister win his championship this year. Yeah. That's got to be pretty cool.
2: Yeah, that, that was, that was a cool night. I, I, I really hurt my back driving that car. <laughs> i'd never i'd never been to a chiropractor before and i have been like eight times now <laughs> since i drove that car it, nothing to do with the car to do with me and and sometimes um i'm i'm really not picky when when they're when i'm getting in a car or getting you can ask gta my husband anyone that's ever helped me put you know put the seat in the car for me i'm just like yeah we're good i'll figure it out it's fine yeah. i i just don't like to cause people work I, i'll just Eh, whatever I'll, I'll, I adapt I'm pretty adaptable it's like when I go to a new track eh, whatever I don't need to watch I'll just do it I'll, I'll figure it out um so you know I think I just I got a little excited about going to Peterborough and, and racing the OSS car I just kind of said yeah yeah I'm good I'm good I'm good and then when I went out for practice I just yeah, I couldn't get full throttle I, I was I was struggling a little bit to get it what was happening is I was getting full throttle but my hips were twisting in the seat and at Peterborough there's a lot of stress on the body to keep your head straight and keep your everything aligned you know because there's a there's a little more force at Peterborough almost more than than anywhere I've ever driven actually um and I, I just I started getting really pain in my shoulders and my back we had a couple of long green runs um you know i, I ha- had to do what i had to do for Corey, so i certainly wasn't going to pull off and quit i really wanted to because i remember <laughs> coming on the radio at one point and seeing like, my my back and my shoulder are on fire but i'll just i'm just going to keep doing what i'm doing and at one point i think i restarted on the outside and i thought yep oh suck it up you know on the outside pull it just suck it up and you know just wheel this bitch on the outside and you can do it <laughs> it's peterborough you know figure it out. Like, you know, if, if we lose it, we'll catch it, you know, and I, I, I just couldn't do it, man. I, I, <laughs> I, I had fun, but boy, was it a lot of pain after that, but I was happy to help those guys. Out. I was so thankful and uh, very honored that, um, Corey and Scotty and that team and uh, Jenny, uh, um, you know, asked me to drive the car for them. That was, that was pretty awesome. That, that doesn't, uh, doesn't happen very often. Right. So, <laughs>
0: It's cool. And to and have they were good. so
2: great. The series, Maurizio and those guys, they, <laughs> yeah. they gave me a T-shirt and a hat. They were so welcoming. Um, I may I heard- have bragged
1: about it. So I mean,
2: uh, <laughs> and I heard um, that I got a little trophy at their banquet for beer. yes, you
1: did for a guest yes, driver, so- yes.
2: I've
1: heard that
0: Corey uh, has that for me, and uh, oh, you
2: never yeah. get. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Yeah, I'm sure I will.
0: <laughs> so yeah, uh, it's cool to have like great friendships and and great partners, and uh, I love love stories. Uh, oh, here Especially we go. in uh, like Ontario, <laughs> Ontario and Canadian racing, probably the most notable. I think that would come to mind would be like Bill and Gail Zardo that have just They're like the gold standard of like kind of the racing couple kind of thing. But uh, having uh, a spouse that is a racer as well has to be kind of a a good thing where you can collaborate. But also, I'm sure you have your differences of opinion on things as drivers, both drivers yourselves. But uh, talk about talk about Kelly and, and what he does for you and vice versa.
2: Um, you know, Kel, Kelly for, for the longest time has, you know, like he's my favorite race car driver, you yeah. know, um, I, I don't, I don't, I don't mean to sound biased. I'm not a biased person, but, um, you know, like my husband's one of the best in the province, like hands yeah. down, he can drive anything. He's excellent. He hasn't always had the funds to, to drive the best equipment and mm-hmm. and he's kicked some serious ass in things that again, don't have any business being up front. Um you know, like we 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 went in that super late model deal for a little bit there. you know, things weren't working out. And I can tell you this, had nothing to do with him. Had right. nothing to do with him. He can wheel anything. Mm-hmm. Like he he is he is super talented and uh and I, I'm the lucky one that gets the benefits of that because he's my spotter and he um has taught me and coached me more um than anyone has. Really, um, I'm even still growing and learning um, as a person and as a driver, and and that's really like it's it's because of him, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, he's you know, and he's all, he's he's eleven years older than me. I don't know if he, if you knew that. Um, so you know, he's older and wiser. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, he he's um, for, for a lot of things we're we're on the same page. We don't have too much of a difference of opinion um, mm-hmm. on most things. I, I mean. S- specifically racing things, I don't think we really differ on anything. I mean, all of our our discussions um, about what to do with racing and what we're going to do and where we're going to go and how we're going to do it are our are, are family discussions. Like it, they're, they're Kelly's dad and, and me and him. <laughs> that's, that's what we, you know, we decide as a, as a family, what we're going to do, what we can afford to do, what we have the time to do. Um, so, you know, like it's, it, it's pretty great. It's great to be on the same page as someone. Um, it's great to have the same interests. It saves mm. a lot of headache. Yeah. Um, you know, having two cars is a lot sometimes. <laughs> I, I think if you, if you asked any other racer, okay, you know, you race, how does your, you know, your wife feel about this now times two. mhm. <laughs> it like times everything by two. So if you had yeah. to the tires that month, well, now all of a sudden it's four. Right. Um, so, I mean, it, it can get expensive and, it, but you know what, we love it. It's what we do. Um, you know, we, we work very hard to, to have what we have and, and that's how we like to spend our money. So, you know, we're on the same page. So it's, yeah, it's, it's been an absolute, uh, it's been a blessing for sure.
0: That's really cool. And I mean, as, as someone, I, while we were away on our trip, uh, Jessica and I are have been together for twenty years now, and it's it's really cool to have that. I mean, we don't have. She's the casual fan. She's here because of me in terms of the racing thing. But I mean, to have that that ride or die that uh, that backs you in whatever you do, it's a uh, it's a great security knowing that in in going into a race or or, or what have you, and that's uh, there's a lot to be said for that.
2: Yeah, and I mean I, I don't think he gets enough credit for for being my husband sometimes because being my husband can be tough. Um, you know, <laughs> like you know, you can imagine like
0: so can be like, my wife too. Yeah,
2: <laughs> you know, like you can imagine, like I, you know, we we've run up front for a lot of years in a lot of different cars for a long time. And not everyone, um, hardly well, hardly anybody, really nobody nobody's husband has to deal with what he has to deal with mm-hmm. and, and he handles it well. He handles it really well. i I'm going to tell you a funny story. When I raced the OSS, mm-hmm. um, I'm sorry. When he raced OSS, I had ran one year at Mossport the previous year. Kelly is a Mossport pro Late model champion.
0: Yeah.
2: We returned there in the OSS car, and they announced Kelly as Amanda Connelly's boyfriend. <laughs> 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 um, yeah. So, so he he has that's kind of the things that he has to deal with. And and let me tell you, he he he's not he doesn't have a crazy big ego. And I'm not sure how how many other people that are as competitive as he is as good as he is at run up front like he does um could handle something like that and i mean mm-hmm. of course can you imagine what some of the guys have said when i'm not around like <laughs> oh you know oh is your wife gonna beat yeah Is you put your wife in the car you know like kelly has a bad race and somebody thinks they're being funny and says well maybe your wife should drive the car yeah. ouch you know um i get that you're trying to be funny at the same time you're yeah. insulting um you know, I kind of giggle. He giggles because I—I'll be the first one to say, like, I—I—I I, I think he's far more talented than I am. He—he'll disagree. That's—that's that's <laughs> one thing we don't agree on. Just, no, no, you know, you—you're you're this, giggle. you're that, and but you know, no, he's yeah, he—he—he he, he deals with a lot. He's—he's he's yeah. dealt with a lot. I think everyone in Ontario racing knows that he has dealt with a lot w- when it comes to me,
0: <laughs> for sure. Yeah. <laughs> shout out to Kelly. Yeah. yeah shout absolutely. out to Kelly. And, yeah he uh, gets
2: like a big gold star
0: <laughs> <laughs> you did good kid <laughs> well yeah. just like just like
1: the racing love of the balsams we have the racing love of sns and the two co-hosts back together again what a great reunion it's been with amanda balson but amanda we always want to give you the opportunity we love having you on because there's always so much to talk about and such fun stuff and now we're not chasing a phone falling over um we're not chasing any glitches or anything like that but we do want to give you an opportunity to thank your partners the people that get you to the racetrack each and every week because they do a phenomenal job the car looks amazing Uh, although i never know when it goes into gta what it's going to come back if it's going to look different for next year or if it's going to have a
0: okay (laughs) don't do that
1: <laughs> I, don't, I don't like when people tease me about paint schemes.
2: Um, it, oh paint schemes? No. It, paint okay. schemes, I can guarantee right here. I'm not I'm not getting away from
1: this
0: paint. Okay. You got there the we look. Go. It's a yeah. But I love paint. Well, what did I love
1: she it. mean though when she said okay, hmm. So I'm
2: gonna do but that's uh-huh. not fair. If you, if you can't get that, then, then you, <laughs> I got to you look at I the photos you. from the 70s, okay?
1: Mm-hmm. Fair enough. <laughs>
2: that's all I'm going to uh, say.
1: But what we're going to go with is we're going to give you the opportunity to shout out all those amazing people. Obviously, going to throw it back uh, first up to uh, um, uh, Mike Schmidt, obviously, because you're repping loud and proud LRR. So let's hear yeah. those amazing people.
2: Yeah. Did, did you know that Mike... Um, I mean he basically like has a huge hand in the design of the cars like it's not me
1: oh i didn't know
2: that oh yeah he has free reign he sends me things and he's like dude is this good but it's he's there with with kale kale edworthy is the you know the designer Mm -hmm. um but mike has a huge hand in this like i give him sort of like an idea and then just sort of like let them run with it and they always like just knock it right out out
1: out yeah they do blow
2: my doors off every time
1: and now um, Kelly's so- going to, Kelly's going to have one this year too. So I'm going to be interested to yeah. see how that. Yeah. So.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: yeah.
2: All right. Uh, that'll be a pretty car. Um, so yeah. Um, London Recreational Racing, Mike Schmidt. Yeah, for sure. My number one. Um, Rod and Barb Cochran at Cochran Automotive. Anastasia and David at Fix-It Females. Uh, Melanie at Luxe Beauty Boutique in mm-hmm. Bowmanville. Uh, Andy Camrath, AM Exteriors. Frank and Dave at Quick Wick. Uh, Mercedes and David from Classic yep. Towing, Grand Manis, GTA, Route 19, Ron at 90 Water, uh, and the Hampton General Store, Rahim and Nazreen. Love them. Oh. Yeah.
1: And she's got it down. Nailed it. So yep. we, we had the Sutcliffe's on last week, and we said you're going to quiz you. You're going to have to remember them. You have to remember the names of the partners. I said you've got to get used to it, because we've had drivers on this show that have forgotten the partner names. So definitely it's great that you always remember them. We always love a shout out to fix it. Secret. Emails. Oh Secret. no, 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 no.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I just outed myself. Listen, you got to be prepared because well, you forget that's something. That's what I said. You got to make, the, the, notes.
1: make yeah, the notes.
2: Make the
0: notes. Yeah. Sickers
1: and Scuffs obviously is proud to yeah, have. I got
0: my notes too.
1: Proud to have Amanda Balson. Once again, I think it's going to be season three Uh, of Amanda Balson wrapping the podcast uh, in her racing uh, season for 2024. Uh, You've got plans. You said, are we going to hear those plans or are they going to be under wraps for a couple more weeks?
2: Um, I can tell you um, we attended the driver's meeting or Kelly attended the sunset driver's meeting on Saturday. Um, There were some good things mentioned there. I'm still waiting to hear about some rule changes Um, as for every year. Because of my work, I work a lot of weekends. Uh, We've also bought a prolate model for Kelly, which will be predominantly run at Peterborough um, on my nights off. But as far as if I'm going to Sunset or Oscar, which are are my only two options, um, I'm waiting for confirmation about rules, specifically tire rules. I'm waiting for Maybe if there's going to be some breaks on crate engines or the future of built engines in either or of the series and then um, the schedule and whatever will work the best for me is what I will do. Um, I had a blast at Sunset last year. Um, I'm hoping I actually pick holidays at work in the next couple of weeks here. So I'm hoping to shoot off an email to uh, APC, Oscar and Sunset and hopes that they can give me a little bit of a rough schedule. So I can you know plan my summer accordingly and then i just have to wait for schedules to come out look at everything um you know obviously the prolate now will factor in on that because what if they all conflict and you know we'll have to we'll have to work it out right so um those are the determining factors for us um but like yeah like i said i I had a blast at sunset i would love to go back there um you know i hope it works out It, it it's it's good for a number of reasons Um, But yeah, like, I don't know, APC might release a schedule that's a little more attractive than last year's schedule. I wasn't big on their schedule last year. Um, I had too many conflicting um, work dates, so I couldn't make it work. So ultimately, the decision was to go to Sunset, which I'm glad that I did. Um, But yeah, yeah, just waiting for that. And but I guarantee I will be the first to let you know when I have figured out what uh, what goes on. And that that probably won't be until March when they release all the schedules, right? So
0: Right, We it's are looking forward to it. Yeah. yeah, it's all about balance and keeping it <laughs> meaningful, manageable, and most of all, fun. Um, thanks yeah. so much for, uh, for joining us again, Amanda.
2: Thank you so much, guys. It was great to see you both.
1: That is Amanda okay. Bolson here on the Stickers and Scuffs
0: podcast.